What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. Ray, we got another two-man tonight. No Dino, unfortunately. But we got another good summer scouting episode. We got the corners. How we doing, brother? Doing good. I mean, how many until we write Dean off? Like We, we have to make a, a change in the uh, the hierarchy of the company. Oh, I mean, company. His, his stock percentage has just dropped drastically over the last two months. Do you think it's too late to make an addendum into the uh, the company bylaws? And every episode he every episode he misses, he just gives up percentages. Yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy, man. We, we might have to. We might have to implement some uh, some sort of punishment for him not being on the show. But I know he's getting ready for the regular season. But my God, he's missing out on a lot of uh, a lot of tape watch. Well, he claims all he does is watching tape. I, I think right now it's all he's doing is just watching tape. He's grinding. Right. He, doesn't, he doesn't have time for the actual production of it. He has to, he, he, just, <laughs> he loves it. He just loves the uh, art of football. I love that. I love that. So, like I said, we're getting to our summer scouting. We got the corners today. Um, so we are back on defense. Let's get right to it with our top fives. Who you got at five? Uh, five. I, I'm going with Jason Marshall Jr., the cornerback from Florida. He was a he was an interesting watch. He's a true junior from uh he was from Miami. I think he was a four star, forty fourth overall actually, and I think he was the number one corner in his class. Uh, pretty sure Kool Aid was in that class too, but he's just considered an athlete. But still, number one is number one, uh, and this guy's played a lot of football in the SEC early on too. He's played all twenty six games. He's been there the last two years, and he started nineteen of them. So trial by fire, and he's just a player that Florida's been relying on heavily the last two years. Stats-wise, he, I think, allowed 27 of 48 targets against him. No touchdowns, only one pick, and asked eight, eight pass breakups. So, decent ball production. I, I'd like to see him get a little bit more of those PBUs into picks, but still something good. Just When you start with strengths, it, just the size and the overall weight and length, they all just stand out pretty considerably. 6'1", 203. He's probably like the biggest, most put together cornerback. I feel like in this class that I'm going to be talking about at least so far, a lot of these guys were pretty lean and skinny, just easy movers. He's more of like a big physical type of corner. But despite that, he he does move pretty well for his size, and he's not a, a one trick pony where he just plays up at the line of scrimmage and bumps off and just kind of plays in a zone scheme. He he can play off he can play at the line he bails a lot too which i really like he, he'll keep the wide receivers off balance he'll mix in jamming and just bailing out and just playing a deep third zone which i really like to see from him uh i really do think he's better in zone right now too because if it's just his eye discipline overall he's constantly got his eyes on the quarterback i feel like he has a good uh discipline to where he knows when to break off of his receiver and just come downhill and make a play on the ball some of the things i think he needs to work on uh, number one, and it's it's pretty glaring. I think he just got to work on his technique when it comes to his punch and disrupting receivers' releases. He he shows a willingness to do it a lot more than I think almost any other cornerback that I'm going to talk about today. But he gets caught off balance a lot. He'll like overshoot and just his weight, and it, he just has to recover. And he's not some he's not the type of mover as some of the other guys I'm going to talk about, where like his recovery ability is like his biggest strength. He kind of struggles because he's a bigger guy. So if he can just refine his technique and play a little bit, a little bit more underneath him, and just act, actually disrupt them off the line of scrimmage, I think that would really bring a different aspect to his game and really help him out. Uh, his tackling also needs to get cleaned up. I think he had a 16.7 missed tackle rate, according to PFF. And he's one of those guys, despite being bigger, he dives at the ankles a lot, drops his head, you know, just typical cornerback play. But he's young, so there's time to clean that up. At least he shows a willingness to throw his body around. 
And then lastly, definitely throws his body around. He, he does, laid the wood. He laid the wood a couple times on some guys. Oh no, definitely. He definitely throws his body around. But he, I mean, I feel like a lot of these defensive backs in college, in particular, they they're just throwing their bodies and just hoping yeah. it lands. And he's like I said, he's two hundred five, so bigger corner than most of these other guys too. So it does does affect them. But I'd like to see him wrap up and just be a little bit more clean. Don't go for the highlight hit uh, that everyone loves to see so much. Uh, lastly, just he's bigger too, so he he gets a little heavy footed at times. I'm not overly concerned about it. He's got good straight, like long speed to keep up with receivers downfield, but he, his recovery and just short area quickness may be a concern. I'd like to see some combine numbers, but overall I view him as like a day two corner right now. And one of the few physical, like big physical guys, which I prefer typically. So I think with another good season, in the SEC three, three good seasons on tape, he could rise to a early day two type player. Yeah. He was just outside for me. I have him at, at number seven. Um, I agree with a lot of the things you said. Um, I do really like his his eye discipline is great. I think one of the one of the better ones I, I watched uh, of this class. Um, but like you said, some of the reasons I had him outside, the punch is just so inconsistent when he when he's at the line of scrimmage, and he's just not one of these athletic freaks like some of these other guys. He doesn't gear down as quickly when guys get in and out of their breaks. Um, so when he whiffs on that first punch. And then he's kind of playing catch up. Um, he could struggle with that, but once if he gets that cleaned up, um, he showed some really good stuff in in mirroring guys. Once he's side by side with guys, I thought he looked really really good. But um, it's that initial punch that I, I think once receivers get a step on him, then he's kind of playing uh, trail game, and and he's not the type of athlete that some of these other corners are. But um, I thought he was pretty good. You we also talked about this. They rotate their corners so much it was really weird watching him because i'd be like looking for him on the field and he wasn't out there um so hopefully i feel like, gets, I feel like that's more and more a little bit more i feel like it's more and more prevalent in college football nowadays too i feel like uh penn state we'll talk about it later but they do that a lot too it's just, it's kind of weird because i feel like nfl you kind of want to lock your corners in it's not like a position that you typically rotate but i don't know maybe in college they're trying to see put all the best athletes out there and just let someone earn it. Maybe that's kind of the thinking they have, but maybe curious. Yeah. Um, but he's a good one and he's going to get tested this year. Florida's got a daunting, daunting schedule. So he's going to, he's going to be tested early and uh, pretty much throughout the whole season. So he'll be, uh, he'll be one to watch um, for me at five. I got a, I got Dwight McLaughlin from Arkansas. 6'2", 190. This is a second-team All-ACC performer last year. This is a transfer two years at LSU prior to arriving at Arkansas. Had a 76 PFF coverage grade last year. Had four picks and 11 pass breakups last year. Really loved those ball skills. And he allowed a 48.5 reception percentage and only allowed one touchdown last year. This is another long corner, long-rangey corner. Has really good ball skills. He's a former high school wide receiver. And I feel like you kind of see that in his tape. His ball skills are really refined, like I said, but he also has very good route recognition, kind of knows how offenses and wide receivers want to attack him. Um, One thing I really, really love, he always has his eyes on the quarterback. He's one of those guys who likes to bail more than playing that press press man. Um, But he likes to bail quickly and then move forward and always has his eyes in the backfield. So he's really, really good in off coverage right now. And he's got a nasty mentality. I, I really like that watching watching him play. When guys catch the ball against him, that next play, he wants to make a play against the guy. 
And I saw a bunch of times he had two forced fumbles last year. And it was just like, like that peanut Tillman punch um, after guys make a reception on him. He just was ball hawking. So he's a good one. Um, I honestly did not see his name get thrown around really anywhere when I was looking for, for guys to, to watch. Um, but he's a good one for me right now. Some of the weaknesses um, he can get a little grabby. He had 10 penalties last year, which was second most in the country. Um, so needs to clean that up when he gets in the trail game, he just immediately goes for grabs. And then the other thing that I had, um, was he's not the the most fluid mover, uh, especially in sh- his short area quickness. Um, but I do think once he gets with an NFL team and they show him to use his length a little bit more, um, I think he'll be a real good one. So I got Dwight McLaughlin at five. Yeah, I mean, I'll pick up right at where you left off. I have him at four. Um, admittedly, I didn't watch him until you told me to because, I, like you said, I didn't see his name really anywhere. But I was a big fan of this guy. Uh, true senior from Texas, four-star recruit. Like you said, he spent first two years at LSU before transferring to Arkansas, and they just threw him right in, started all 13 games, and he was second-team All-SEC. So that's something you got to just consider just after a transfer, even within the conference too, when he comes and he's an all-conference player. So – I think that's a little chip on his shoulder and he fucking, he, he balled out. Um, I like what, most of what you said. I disagree some places, but I think he's a better mover than someone like Marshall Jr. was. I think he's lean and he is a better, like, he's not a bad mover at all. And I, I personally like him at the line of scrimmage. I don't think he uh, uses his hands enough to disrupt routes, but I think he's a good enough mover where he doesn't really have too much panic in his game uh, when he gets beat, like, too quickly i know i think i had eight penalties written down but you said 10 i think a lot of those came from just being super aggressive when the ball's in the air so from what i saw i love his ball skills he has that like it's my ball mentality um i saw the the old revis hip turn a couple times on tape where he was going up for the ball and he he's physical and he's aggressive for it um like you said super long arms he's probably got the longest arms i've seen out of all these guys yeah um like i think you said it perfectly i think the mirror uh, the mirror match skills are good for someone his size as well. Um, on a negative side, penalties, obviously, you got to clean up. And then also, I think when he's off a little bit, he can open up his hips a little bit too early uh, and put it like, kind of his back to the field, trying to use the sideline to his advantage. And then receivers can cross his face a little bit. So I think he's got to be a little bit more patient when he before he like commits over it like that. But overall, I, I think this guy has one of the higher ceilings in the class. I love the length. I just love the whole body type archetype. And I just love his aggressive nature with the ball in the air. So uh, sky's the ceiling for his guy in the SEC. Yeah, he. it was really interesting, too, because I know, I mean, we both like him. We both got him in our top five. I didn't see his name, like, anywhere when I was looking for guys to scout. Um, I found one YouTube video that had him in, and I was, like, looking at his PFF numbers. I was like, oh, shit, like, this guy had four picks last year? Like, got to watch him. And he was admittedly like he was like the last guy I watched too. And then I, I told you about him. He was good though. I, I really like him. Uh, and he's another one in the sec. He's going to get tested this year. So look for another good season. Um, so you had him at four. I'll go to my number four right now. I got Nate Wiggins out of Clemson six one eighty five. This was a player who was very highly recruited. I think he was four star recruit. Um, he really struggled his freshman year. He got on the field early and was just not mature enough off the field and on the field, admittedly, by himself and, and his coaching staff. Um, so he definitely took that to heart last year, 
or his freshman year, I should say, and then really put it together a nice season last year. He consistently talks about how he wants to be a leader on the team and he wants to put that his past in the past and leave it there um, and just continue to move forward. So I really like to see that. Um, last year had a 78.9 PFF coverage grade, had one pick, 10 pass breakups, and allowed 58.8 reception percentage, just two touchdowns. This is another long, rangy corner, has really good blend of fluidity and speed. Um, he is honestly the prototype that you want. He just is easily flips the hips, good turn and run ability, um, especially with minimal contact, which I'd like to see him get a little bit more physical. Um, he had five penalties last year, but four of them came in the same game. He is not a grabber at all. I didn't get to watch that game. I think it was against Wake Forest um, that he had four picks again. Was that the game that you were so, you saw him get burned? Keep, keep going, keep going. You can, I'll, um, I'll talk after. But he does a really good job of keeping his hands on the receiver's hips and trailing them and playing kind of that shoulder-to-shoulder method where he can have his eyes in the backfield, but he's feeling the receiver and when he wants to break. Um, So I really love that. He's another one. He's most comfortable in off coverage. He really looks the best when he's able to click and run downhill immediately because he's really, really good athlete. For me right now, the the weakness is, like I said, he is not physical at all at the line of scrimmage. He doesn't touch anybody. So I really want to see him dictate routes more instead of just relying on his movement ability when he opens up. Um, he needs to add some weight. He's lean right now. He's 185, but he's got a good frame. He can put on five, 10 pounds. And with that, this is a guy who doesn't want to tackle in the run game. He gives you basically nothing. He runs away from plays when, when they're in the run game. So I'd like to see him get a little tougher in the run game. But um, in terms of being, a lockdown corner. I think this guy has the prototypical size and the movement skills to do so. So he's he'll be a good one that I'm be watching out for uh, this year. So I got Nate Wiggins at four. Yeah. So when you told me you had him at four, I, I told you I didn't even watch him because there was one game during the season I've never seen a cornerback get beat so badly in my yeah. life. I had to look up who it was, and I, I was like, "Oh, Nate Wiggins." I, I probably talked about him on the pod. To be honest with you, he got fucking torched and i couldn't fit for the life of me i was looking back at pff i was like i think it's wake forest but I, once you talk about those penalties i'm like that's what it was he got like it was like three pass interference and he was throwing hissy fits after safe to say i probably should give him another chance maybe after the season this season i will i mean i definitely will watch him again but i mean that game sticks out in my mind too vividly he got beat worse than any cor- I, i've never had to google who a corner was because they were <laughs> playing so bad so i yeah. mean I didn't get to I didn't get to watch that game. That one wasn't up on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure hearing your firsthand account watching that game, Dude, looking back at his numbers, um, it must have been a very rough game. But I watched a few games with him, um, yeah, especially against LSU. He had some really nice reps against Malik Neighbors. Um, neighbors called him a couple times, but dude, he he moves really well and he's long. Um, so he is I mean, the prototype. Yeah, as I said, he is the like what six two. You said one like one eighty five. Yep, that's what you want in a cornerback. So it's, right. it's hard to. I mean, a little bit another year, another year of development. He could be. He could turn to a player. Who knows? Right. It's hard to make too much, too many judgments off because I feel like this is our first time watching underclassmen play. Um, and I feel like I don't know how to, like, like when evaluating them for the NFL draft. Like they still have a whole another year, so it's hard. Not, you don't want to rush to too many judgments. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the difference in our scouting from 
this summer scouting compared to our normal NFL draft scouting that we do. I've taken more swings and more projections on players than trying to look at their weaknesses. I feel like when I do the NFL draft stuff, I'm looking for weaknesses, honestly, because at that point, I pretty much know what guys can do on the field. This, I want to see how much they can grow. So I think that kind of distinction in terms of scouting, it's hard to turn it on and off when you're watching players. Um, but I think that's kind of the mindset I've taken uh, since we started doing the series. So this is a guy I'm taking a swing on. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. All right. Uh, let's move to number three. Who you got at three? I got uh, your boy, Kalen King from Penn State. So he was a, another three-star recruit from uh, Detroit, Michigan. So got that Sauce Gardner uh, pedigree to him, which oh, yeah. made me like him a little bit more, to be honest. But he started nine of 13 games this past season across from uh, Joey Porter Jr. And like I was talking about earlier, this is another team that he gets rotated out for like a quarter sometimes. It's really weird. I didn't know if he got hurt or suspended. Uh, but he'd come back in the second and play. I think you said that it was Johnny Dixon that like, they rotate him in with. They love Johnny is, Dixon. Well, it's a little weird. I don't know. I guess it's just a trend in college football, but I digress. Um, Stat-wise, I think he was 27-59, uh, 343 yards, one touchdown allowed, three picks and nine pass breakups, uh, 48.9 pass rating again. So it's really, really solid numbers for him. Strength-wise, he's ultra-athletic. He may be the most athletic corner that we talked about today. He's a little smaller side. He's listed five nine one ninety one. I wouldn't be overly surprised if he was a little smaller. I think he's. Than that. T- I think he's taller than that. I really? I got him at five eleven. What I say? That's it. Five nine. He said five nine. Okay, five eleven. I have him too. I think I was reading the one ninety one too fast. But yes, five eleven one ninety one. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was only five ten ish. Um, uh, really good ball skills, as evident by the three picks, nine pass breakups. He plays really under control with the ball in the air and doesn't get too handsy. No penalties on the entire season, which I don't think I saw that looking at anyone else, which is pretty impressive. Um, and what I think my favorite part about his game, he comes downhill like a safety. When he plays, because he plays off coverage a lot, I feel like. And when he diagnoses screens and just run plays in general, he is like, he gets shot out of a cannon and he doesn't give a fuck that he's undersized. He he takes on blocks really well and he just goes to throw his body at people. He, he doesn't care. It's really uh, fun to watch. On the weaknesses, he's, I think right now, like I just said, I think he prefers to be in off coverage a little bit. I think he's more comfortable with playing in space like that at the line of scrimmage. I don't know if it's a lack of length, but he doesn't really, I don't think he disrupts people coming off the line of scrimmage that much, but I've no, I wrote that down for almost every single cornerback I studied this this go around. So maybe it's an underclassman thing. They're young, you know, time to develop and whatnot. Um, but he's he's just such a good mover where I feel like he just he thinks that he can out athlete everyone. You know, what I mean, where he's like, okay, whatever. If you get a, like a yard of separation off the line of scrimmage, I don't care. I'll catch you. And then um, I think he just needs to put some more size on and just be a little bit more under control when he tackles. Cause like I said, he's gets shy of a cannon and throws, it goes ping pong or um, into like everyone. He doesn't give a fuck. So I think he needs to put on like maybe 10 more pounds and just try to wrap up. He had a 14.3 missed tackle percentage. So not the worst on this list, but definitely room for improvement and just in the form and everything. Yeah. I, I love this dude. He's my number one. Um, no Penn state bias here. Um, I thought he was the cleanest guy I watched really love everything you said just super easy mover I mean it everything looks natural that he does he's quick to flip the hips and he can run with anybody even though I don't think he has elite speed but 
he's his technique and his feet are so sound that he just knows when to turn, knows when to open up and can pretty much run with anybody. Um, his feet are really patient too. He sits on double moves. I didn't see him get hit with any double moves, which I really, really love. He really plays the wide receiver's hips when they're gearing down. Um, he's physical at the catch point. He made some unbelievable picks last year. I mean, the ball skills, they, those picks speak for themselves. And then the last thing I wrote, this dude is an absolute dog. I mean, in, in an interview the other day, I was listening to him. Uh, I'll, read you, I'll read you the quote. He said, I feel like when quarterbacks throw at me, they're not throwing to their wide receivers. They're throwing at me. I take offense to that. Don't throw at me. That's a quarterback. That's a cornerback mindset. That's what I you want. That. Guys on the outside. I mean, he plays like a dog too. So I'm not that's... overly surprised he fucking says that. He, he talks a lot of shit when he fucking plays. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, he backed it up all last year. And even with that physical nature, like you said, zero penalties last year. That's unbelievable. That is impressive. Obviously, that won't hold. I'll put money on that, that he has at least one penalty this year. But really, really impressive for how much he got targeted last year um, opposite Joey Porter Jr. And the last thing I wrote, um, I do like him in off coverage right now as well. Um, But he played some of the most man-to-man coverage of anybody in the country last year. Played 47% of snaps in man-to-man coverage last year. So he feels comfortable doing it. Um, So I really don't see a weakness in his game right now in terms of scheme. I think he's extremely scheme versatile. Some of the weaknesses right now, like I said, doesn't have elite speed, but I really don't think it hurts him that much. Um, Could definitely put it on a little weight, get a little stronger. And then, like you said, I want him to be more physical off of releases. I think once he nails that down, he's going to be awesome. And I think sky's the limit for him. I think, at this time last year, I would have said no way that Joey Porter Jr. doesn't go in the first round, and Kalen King does. But after watching them, um, I feel like Kalen King's really, really good, man. I think I like Kalen King a little bit better, too. Just, I think I do, too. I feel like it's just straight up um, – I think it's floor, though. Just be, his movement skills, and I just think his stickiness – I feel like he may have – I wouldn't be surprised if he had to kick inside at the next level mm-hmm. because I don't know how big he is. I don't know if maybe it was just – I feel like he looked a little smaller than the 5'11 and his arm length in general, but his movement ability makes him, I think, safe safe as hell. Yeah. In the you know, he kind of reminds me of two, and maybe it's just like the competitive mindset. Uh, Devon Witherspoon, who came out last year. I feel like very similar players, very similar body types right now, but I, th- I, I think I see he's the body a athlete. Type. Yeah, I, agree. I, I, I agree with the uh, body type. I actually thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I got him at one. You got him at three. Um, I'll go to my number three right now. I got Cooper DeGene out of Iowa. Um, 6'1", 207, second team all Big Ten last year. This was a dude that you brought up last year when we were talking about Jack Campbell and talking about Riley Moss and watching this Iowa tape. You were blown away with him. So we had him on our radar this dude's awesome, man. 88.3 PFF coverage grade. Also had an 88.6 run defense grade. Had five picks, three pick sixes, five pass breakups, allowing uh, 51.4 reception percentage, just two touchdowns allowed last year. This dude is a Swiss army knife on the football field. 
can play outside, can play in the slot, can play safety, can play down in the box. Um, just a high IQ football player, just has great instincts and technique. I think those guys on the defense are just really well coached. Um, I think one of the things I really, really love, he takes such good angles when he's in coverage to stop a receiver's route, but also when there's a ball carrier coming in front of him, takes such good angles to get downhill in the run game. Um, He really makes up for not being an elite, elite athlete um, just with his technique. And then the last thing I have, he's tough as hell. He's willing to stick his nose in, be physical, do whatever the team needs him to do. I don't know if he's going to be an outside corner in the NFL, but this is a dude who's going to get on the field immediately because he's so scheme versatile, can play him in any in any scheme. And I don't know if he's going to be put in in the nickel or put at safety or put more down in the box. I think they're saying he has gained some weight this year. I saw a picture of him. He looked thick as hell. Um, so I'd, I'd be interested to see what NFL teams think of him and where they can play him. Um, for me right now, some of the some of the weaknesses, he's primarily a zone player. Um, he only had 13% man-to-man coverage. I think that also kind of translates to the to the NFL and where he's going to play because I don't think he has elite twitch um, and hip flexibility to be outside for 100% of his snaps. Um, and kind of with that, the change of direction, I mean, he's a white guy. I'll call it what it is. He's white. <laughs> um, so he can struggle with a, a little bit quicker and more athletic um, and agile route runners, but this dude is rock solid. I mean, he's going to get on the field and make plays immediately in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, my number three is your number one. Your number three is my number one. I fucking love my boy Cooper, dude. Cooper, um, three-star recruit from Iowa. He was a four-sport athlete, uh, football. He played quarterback and defensive back, baseball, basketball, and track. He was a state champion in track, long jumper, and a uh, hundred-yard, a hundred-meter dash. I think he ran like an eleven-one. Which translate I did the math translate to a four four mid four fours forty so straight line speed shouldn't be that much of a question. I mean I, I like a lot what you said. I think versatility is big with him. He I, he played sixty five percent of the snaps outside this past season, but like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if he was more of a nickel in the league or even a safety. But I, I don't really care. I love his I like I think his, I like his feet quickness and his balance. I love how he um when he's play when he the rare the rarity where he's playing press man. He'll drop his hips and just face guard people, and I fucking love it. It's just like it's literally just a white guy playing cornerback. I fucking, <laughs> it's gritty as hell. Um, you said it. Ball skills are elite. I think he's him. He's similar to the um, what you call it, the Arkansas corner uh, McLaughlin, where he undercuts balls when they're in the air, and he has that like, my ball mentality. Uh, one of the touchdowns he allowed against Ohio State, the Julian Fleming. One of the best throws I've seen from Stroud, and he missed it by maybe four inches. He it was deep down the field. He went to undercut and make a play on the ball. And just, I feel like that arms a little longer. He makes a play on it. It was fucking just missed it. It was great coverage, but just even better throw. Um, the, the physicality and just t- overall tackling ability. It, it makes him where he can, I think he can translate to a nickel or safety pretty seamlessly. I think it's 70 tackles, only three missed. I think it was sort of like a 3.9% miss rate. It's ridiculous. He, he does sometimes drop his head a little bit, but the numbers speak clean. I mean, he's got. I think he's got to be a little more consistent with wrapping up, but where he will drop his head just because maybe he was a little smaller. But like you said, I think he put up some size this offseason where that shouldn't be much of an issue. 
Um, and then you, I think you mentioned too the vision and the angles he takes. I think the angles he takes in both when the ball's in the air and as a um, when he's going after a ball carrier, really solid. It just make even if he did have an athletic limitations, it really will help mitigate that at the, at the next level. Um, weaknesses wise, like I said, the tackling, dropping his head, it could be an issue. And then just arm length and just overall profile i don't know if he's gonna be an outside corner i don't know but i am most confident in saying that he's gonna be an nfl player that's why i have him at one a damn yeah. good nfl player too yeah he'll be fascinating i mean like i said maybe he's not an outside nickels, corner nickels are starting oh. starting players in this league and yeah. in my opinion maybe the hardest position to play so agreed i was actually looking up um snap percentages for like elite wide receivers now that play in the slot it wasn't as high as I thought it was for, for some guys, but there are some elite wide receivers who play a ton out of the slot. Like that position has become so important on defense and you need a good nickel corner or else you just get demolished. That's a place where quarterbacks are looking for. Um, so he's going to get on the field immediately. And I agree with you. I think he's going to make plays immediately. He, he can play free safety. Honestly, he, he's like, he's my Brian branch of this class. Where mm. I don't know where he's going to put him, but he's a damn good football player, and I, I'm, I'd be willing to bet on him. Right. All right. Let's get to uh, our number twos. I'm assuming we have the same guy. Uh, so talk about Kool Aid uh, McKinstry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of him to be honest. Uh, I, I think I told you I watched the Texas Alabama game about seven times already yep. this summer. <laughs> so I've got my fair share of Kool Aid. Um, he's number forty overall recruit, uh, true junior from Alabama. I think he was listed as an athlete, so he's a few spots ahead of uh, Jason Marshall Jr. from Florida. But st- so really good pedigree, really highly regarded recruit coming out um, this past year. I think thirty-seven for eighty against him, three hundred fifty-two yards, one touchdown, one pick, but sixteen pass breakups. So guy made a lot of plays on the ball. He's I think he's got the best size and athleticism combo in this class. So he's six one, one ninety-five, and he's got he's got solid length, good mover. He's so he he's the best of both worlds from the, my number three and number four. I feel like where he he has that prototype where you you can picture him being an NFL cornerback, very physical too, um, maybe a little too much, but yeah. he's always, he's he, he'll have his hands on players. That the um reps against J T Sanders in Texas in the red zone in particular, um, were really impressive to me. He wasn't getting bullied by guys who were bigger than him. Uh, he was hanging his own, and he just he knows how to knock the ball out. Honestly, he just knows. That's like one thing he's really good at. He may they may not have the uh, amount of picks as Cooper DeGene has or some of the other guys, but he sixteen pass breakups no joke. Um, I think the experience too is I think it's massive. Twenty eight games in the SEC at Alabama. When, when all said and done, he could have forty plus. So he's gonna be he's gonna come into the league well coached and ready to go. And then weaknesses I think I mentioned he get he get a little handsy downfield. I think he had five. The penalties on the year, maybe I'm not sure if I'm make if I'm confusing that with someone, but uh, yeah, five so five penalties on the year. And um, one thing is like he, he does have good ball skills, but sometimes when he's face guarding and he's like locked in with a receiver and he's trying to turn around, that's when the penalties can happen. And he can also struggle to find the ball. So that's one thing I think I do need want him to clean up when just locating the ball in the air downfield is an, an area that if he can get that better, I think those interception numbers go up and just he becomes an overall cleaner player. Yeah, he's he's rock solid. Uh, third team AP All American last year. Um, 
I love what you said. He's probably got the best blend of size, length, and movement ability of anybody. I mean, he glides around the field. He looks like he's not breaking a sweat at all when he moves. Um, the start and stop ability is really, really impressive when he's mirroring guys. Um, love what you said about his length. I think he uses his length really, really well right now, too. I also love that he kind of forces guys to the sideline. He uses the sideline really well as an extra defender. Um, I love that in in his technique. And like you said, he's physical at the catch point. He goes up and he goes in hard to break up passes. Um, he's not always looking to make the pick, but he's looking to break up plays. Um, and we always say interceptions are overrated. Um, some of the weaknesses right now, I think I agree with you that he gets a little grabby, especially when he's trailing. I also think he gets stacked vertically too much. Um, he's trying to play. He tries to play the underneath stuff a little bit too much and kind of just react to quarterback's eyes. And I think he got Malik neighbor stacked him a couple times when I watched that LSU game. Um, and I think kind of in that same breath, um, he gives up a little too much separation when he's got his eyes on the quarterback and he's kind of not feeling for the wide receiver, but this is a damn good football player. And I think he's going to have another good year in that Alabama defense. And I think he's primed to be a, a first round selection. Yeah, I think, I think he's, I think he's as much of a first round lock as anyone is in the uh, class. If I yeah. Put money on it. I, I agree. All right. So let's run through, uh, let's run through our top fives and then we'll get to a couple guys outside of our top five. So who you got one through five. Uh, one, I have Cooper DeGene, two, Kool-Aid McKinstry, three, Kalen King, four, Dwight McLaughlin from Arkansas and five, Jason Marshall Jr. from Florida. Nice. So I have Kalen King from Penn State at one, Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama at two, Cooper DeGene out of Iowa at three, Nate Wiggins from Clemson at four, and then Dwight McLaughlin from Arkansas at five. Talk to me about uh, a guy or two guys that you liked outside of your top five. I mean, I'll start with just someone I'm really looking forward to this season just to see a bounce back, and that's my boy Denzel Burke uh, from Ohio State. Guy came in as the 267th overall player, and I think he was like the second or maybe even third cornerback in the class, maybe even lower, to be honest with you. Came in, started immediately at Ohio State, so he's played in all 24 games as a true freshman, started every single one of them. Uh, freshman year, he looked good. He was third-team All-Big Ten as a freshman. Uh, freshman All-Americans, sky was a limit, but last year he just he kind of regressed. He was banged up with injuries, he said, all season. Uh, kind of just looked disinterested at points, just tackling-wise, kind of ball down the field, just everything just, just looked off a little bit. So second year in Jim Knowles' defense, he's got the athletic talent, he's got the size. I, I'm really looking forward to him, seeing him make a uh, a jump again and try and get back into that, I don't know if day one conversation is right, but just first two days of conversation because he's got a lot of talent, this kid. And for Ohio State's defense to reach his potential, they need him to pull, reach his potential. Nice. Yeah. I I I texted you. I was like, what the fuck is good with this dude? Because all the freshman year numbers and all the, the hype around him were so high. I kept seeing him in the top three of corners. And then the tape just didn't match last year. So like you said, I mean, I hope he doesn't have a bounce back year because fuck Ohio State. But for his sake, getting to the NFL. Hope he has a bounce back here. Uh, the guy I want to mention was at six for me is Javon Bullard out of Georgia, 5'11", 180. Um, just 
really rock solid player at an 80.4 coverage grade had a 73.1 run defense grade at two picks, five pass breakups. Um, and only allowed two touchdowns last year His his awareness on the field is just a plus. He's so instinctive when it comes to playing the slot. He is a slot only player right now set of size. I think they're actually going to move him back to safety is what I saw um, on their depth chart, but he'll be playing mostly in the slot. He'll be there. Brian branch of what Alabama did last year. Um, he's shot out of a cannon when he comes down on the ball. His closing speed is awesome. He's an eraser out of the slot, which I really love. Fluid hips. He got in and out of breaks with quick wide receivers. Um, he did a really, really nice job against Jalen Hyatt when they played Tennessee. He used his arms and his hand strength to reroute Jalen Hyatt a bunch of times, which I really love. Um, some of the weaknesses right now, like I said, he's a smaller guy. He could add some weight. He's not extremely physical at the catch point right now, but it's mostly because his technique and his mirroring ability is so solid that didn't have too many uh, contested catch opportunities. Um, and then the last thing I wrote, he plays off a lot. He really doesn't like to play in press man that much. Um, so he got hit a bunch of times with slants across his face. Um, and I think when he is in press coverage, he could be a little bit more physical because he is a dog. Um, but he's a really, really good one. And I think, honestly, in terms of technique, skill, he might be the best of all these guys, but he just gets pushed down because he's a slot-only player. But when he comes into the NFL, he's going to be rock solid. Yeah, he's another one. I think he he may be like a, a hybrid safety slot type of deal, too. I like I agree. Um, I was going to talk about him next, too, actually. But, yeah, good thing you touched on him because I, I like him a lot. He's gonna, he's a dog on that defense. Uh, definitely a leader on the back end. Yeah, anybody else you want to mention before we get out of here? Uh, his. I mean, I'm curious to see his teammate, too, uh, Kamari uh Lassiter, I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But um, he's another one. He's a little lean. I think he's like one listed at 180, but he may be skinnier than that. But super, super good mover. Um, I'd like to see him put a little, a little bit more size and maybe make a little bit more plays on the ball. He didn't have any picks and only two pass breakups, but really good moving uh move piece as a cornerback. So see how that goes. Yeah, I'll shout out one more guy too. Uh Josh Newton from TCU. Um had an awesome year last year. Three picks, nine pass breakups. Um only allowed 35.3% reception percentage, extremely physical, strong at the catch point, um, is a very, very highly technical player, Um, really strong hands. The hand fighting at release is awesome, can reroute wide receivers really easily, takes good angles, but for him, he's just not an elite athlete, doesn't have elite speed, looks a little bit uncomfortable in his back pedal too. It looks kind of awkward and like staggered, um, so hopefully he can get a little bit more fluid in, in his back pedal and, um, that'll help his turn and run ability when he opens up, but he's a real good one. He was playing opposite THT last year. Um, so he'll be the number one for, for TCU this year. So hopefully another good season for Josh Newton. Where did THT end up going again? Remember? I don't. How, now it's going to piss me off. What was his first name? Travius? Yeah. Tredavious. Tredavious. No, Travius. Uh, let me see. I gotta look this up because I really do like him. Um, why does it not say where he went? Can't find it. No, I found it. It's just taking a little bit to load. Come on, come on, sauce. Fill the air. What are we doing? Yeah, here? Um, oh, the Rams. The Rams. Yeah. <laughs> so some other guys that that I watch. I felt like this class was um. This is another group that just didn't have the high end talent. 
that that I thought it would the way people were talking about it. And obviously this comes with preseason hype. It, this could completely change. Guys can have great years. Um, but I felt like a lot of these guys were smaller. A lot of guys I see as slot corners, um, which is why I think guys like McLaughlin and Wiggins got pushed up my board because I know they're going to be long, rangy outside corners. I don't know I, if you saw the same as well. No, I agree. I thought maybe not slot, but just like they're a lot leaner. I feel like this group of uh, corners that I watched, there were not, no one that were physically imposing um, like a Christian Gonzalez or Joey Porter Jr. last year. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I had a lot of guys on my list, um, but I do think there is good depth in, in this class. Like I said, this could change quickly during the season. So be interesting to see when we come back to this group who stayed close to our top fives and, and who fell out. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our cornerback summer scouting. Stay with us. we got a good one next week. We've got the interior D-line, which is a very good group um, from everything that I've been seeing and reading. So be excited to watch those guys. Follow us on X now at Two Tackles with the number two. And now you can also find us on underdogpodcast.com. Shout out underdog. Um, stick with us. We continue this 2023 off season, got a couple more groups to go over. So should be a good one. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.